Hello, I'm Eleven. Uh, I'm the drummer in Gotha. Hi, I'm Gunil and I'm the vocalist in Gotha. We are uh, in MGP with uh, our song Urbehav. And this is the Building Bridges podcast. Building Bridges. You're good to go. Welcome to Building Bridges. I'm Sebi. And I'm Dave. And this is a Eurovision podcast for the rest of us. And we're going to build lots of bridges today because we've got lots to talk about. Yes, but I think the biggest bridge will once again be to Norway. Um, we can quickly sum up Heat 3. It's been an interesting ride and finally a very successful ride for our podcast as well. Because <laughs> all the three finalists have actually been guests on this podcast. So I think, yeah, definitely. We finally best. broke our streak. We've been talking to people who haven't qualified. So our bad luck is over. We've finally gotten, and yeah, we've got all three qualifiers, right? Yeah, yeah. We got Anne Princess, of course, with Save Me. We got Mia with Green Lights. And of course, Kano with Dumb Digida. And I think this was overall the same three I would have picked as well. I think this was the best choice as well. So, For sure. It just, I'm just a bit off-put by the running order again. Because now we've had three weeks in a row where the final three of six contestants are the ones that actually qualified from the televote. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's the producer's fault, honestly. They think maybe, yeah, these three songs are interesting, are going to qualify, and then, oh yeah, let's put them at the end. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure if Kaino had opened this heat, they would have still qualified. But, you know, they thought, okay, let's close with them. Yeah, and of course, now the, the running order is out for the final, and they've got Kaino opening that, and go to eight and super ai is is closing and uh poor poor land princess they put her second yeah but also i think you know what's second in the lineup of nine you know you can't be forgotten that easily i think you know second in a lineup of 26 is something else than in a lineup of nine to be honest yeah have you watched the heat of melfest and seen what happens if you're in second there <laughs> Again, that's the producer's fault. Do you think Lorraine yeah. would have uh, been last in the heat, performing second out of seven? I don't think so. Okay, okay, <laughs> fair. What, uh, but speaking of Gota, stay tuned. Of course, later in the episode, we're going to talk to Gota. We got to speak to Gunhilda and Jon uh, from, from Gota, and they're going to tell us a little bit about uh, what's coming on Saturday and, of course, the big change that they had to do last minute and change the lyrics of, of their song. Yeah, and Gunhild may or may not sing a little teaser for us as well. So stay tuned for that. Maybe. Maybe. Um, some unfortunate news, though. Although, if you speak to our Romanian friend, um, maybe not so bad news. Of course, he, uh, he's a very small microcosm of the Romanian fandom. But uh, they officially have pulled out of Eurovision 2024. So the 37 we got announced in December are the 37 going to Malmö. Um, some better news. Let's move over to the country closest to me, to Ireland. And a very interesting act was picked on the Late Late Show, their their annual Eurosong episode, Bambi Thug with Doomsday Blue. Um, I watched the show. Um, very interesting. She was certainly the fan favorite. They were screaming for her all night in the studio. Uh, unexpected, Sevi, or, or was this what you thought would happen? 
No, I think it's probably what I would have selected as well in that lineup. Um, it wasn't the strongest lineup to begin with. My problem with this entry is I don't think it will resonate with a lot of people on first listen. I think maybe uh, a lot of viewers will be very shocked by this and very, you know, confused. And I also think it's trying very hard to be sophisticated and unique. And usually I like stuff that is like that, but it's, you know, it's trying too hard for me. So I'm currently not a big fan of it but I can still appreciate that it's different. And I'm definitely glad that Ireland has stopped going safe because this is definitely not a safe entry. So that's already progress. If I didn't have a full-time job, I would watch Eurosong again and go back and listen and count how many times somebody in the jury or a fan that they interviewed said different. It was clear yeah. that they were picking different on purpose. So that's why uh, Doomsday Blue was chosen. But uh, I, I I agree with what you said. I don't I don't know if this is the difference that Ireland needs to get out of this funk that they're in and um, qualify for the final like the, the last time Eurovision was in Malmo. Yeah. Well, the time Eurovision was in Malmo before that, <laughs> Luxembourg was there, and now they'll yeah. be back again. Of course, after a 31 year gap, RTL put off the first ever Luxembourg Song Contest on Saturday just as uh, MGP was on in Norway. And um, they did kind of like uh, MGP last year. They had a super final. They picked three. Crick made it. Uh, Joel made it. And Tally made it. And of course, uh, the international televote and the juries picked Tally as the winner. And Fighter will be Luxembourg's entry for Malmö. What do you think, Sebi? Yeah, very good comeback. I think uh, back when I listened to all the songs, this was already my favorite. And... Um, it's modern, it's catchy, it has, it still has this, you know, French charm that has made Luxembourg popular in the past, so I'm glad they're not losing that. That's, I think, um, Joel and Crick, they were also good, but they lacked that sort of, you know, Luxembourg thing. They could have been any country's entry, you know? And, yeah, I'm very pleased with that, and I really, really hope and I'm confident that Luxembourg will qualify and therefore reach a 100% qualification streak. <laughs> Ukraine who? <laughs> yeah, really though. No, I was uh, I was uh, uh, a quiet fan, I think, of Believer and I was really, really happy when he made the top three. I didn't think he'd win because, of course, Crick and Tally were the favorites but uh, that, was, that was a nice little surprise for me when he qualified. Um, other where we've got uh, songs out in Denmark, we've got songs out in Iceland, um, two semifinals in Iceland, uh, one on the 17th, one on the 24th of February. Uh, big news there, Hera Björk is back again, trying to uh, to get back to Eurovision. And of course, Bashar Murad is making a lot of headlines as uh, the Palestinian entry. He worked with uh, Hatari on this entry, I believe. Sevi, is that correct? I don't know. I know he's worked with Hatari in the past, but I don't know if they were involved in this entry as well. Possible. I think, I think they were one of the writers. One of the one of the band members was a writer mm -hmm. on the song, which I will not try and pronounce, uh, but translates to the Wild uh, West. So very interesting to see what that would be. Yeah, um, I actually think this is a pretty weak national final, and we can sum up both Denmark and Iceland. I think none of them has a huge standout. Um, 
I'm very, can I say, disappointed because in Denmark they actually have Aura Dione, who is a huge, huge name and was a huge name like maybe 10, 12 years ago. She had a lot of hit songs, especially here as well. I don't know if she made it to Canada, to North America as well. Sure, don't think so. But uh, especially here in Central Europe, she was very big. And the song is, you know, any singer could pick that. It sounds very songwriting camp. So yeah, I am. Denmark is very, you know, it's, I don't know. They're sort of in a bad position right now and they don't seem to be coming out of it, you know? Yeah, and, and Bastiem is back and that's making a few waves, but uh, I guess we'll have to wait for the final of uh, DMGP to uh, to see what that'll look like. Um, I, I find, I mean, the quality of the production is usually quite good. It's just that they don't usually get the songs submitted that, um, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I, I don't want to be too negative, but I guess they're kind of in this funk a little bit like Ireland. Like they've qualified a few times the last few years, but there's nothing really, they're not the powerhouse they used to be. No, yeah, and the songs just don't stand out. That's the problem. They're well produced, but that's about it. Yeah. Well, the one difference between Denmark and Iceland is that uh, at time of recording, anyway, Iceland is currently number one with the bookies to win the whole thing. So they've shot up quite quickly. There's been a lot of change at the top. It was the UK. It was France for a while, obviously. It was Ukraine and now, oh, no. now Iceland. Oh, no. Iceland just dropped again. Ukraine is now back to first. Oh, my. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's also the headlines in Iceland were stronger than the actual songs. And now, you know, with the songs released, people were like, okay, maybe there's no winner among them. And now they're slowly dropping again. And uh, we'll see uh, with Vidbir coming ahead if Ukraine will remain in that first place. Yeah. Well, there is a country that released songs this week as well that has more songs than uh, Iceland and Denmark combined. And of course, that's Serbia. Um, a few returners. Zenya is back. Yeah. My dentist has been calling me for weeks. And I've been ghosting them. <laughs> Emails, phone calls. I'm just going to eventually get the time and then I email them and say that I moved countries. Um, <laughs> no, they're downtown. There's no parking. It was fine when I lived downtown. I could walk there when I was in the apartment. But now yeah. that's a, it's a long drive and there's nowhere to park. So fuck them. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so Zenya is back, Philippe Balos uh, is back as well from last year, and the big news, Constracta is back. Uh, maybe she's trying to get back to Eurovision and, and uh, improve on her fifth place. <laughs> um, yeah, I really don't see that because I think the song is very good, very catchy, but I also think it's, you know, it's a bit of a gimmick as well, you know? It seems like she's more there for, you know, the fun of it. And, and not to really win again. And nothing will replace bit, bit, bit. I mean, you, you can't. It was perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. Yes. And really quickly, two more qualifiers in Lithuania. Um, again, uh, we've got Shower, who qualified, and Pruide Comets. So two interesting names for a Latvian heat in Eurovision. But anyway, there we go. Yeah, we'll, we'll focus. We'll focus more on Lithuania when, um, of course, when we get to the final. There are still two more heats to go in Lithuania, and we'll have our ten qualifiers for the final in two more weeks. 
Yes. Well, all I can say about Lithuania is they're kind of the anti-Denmark because, you know, for a long time they haven't been doing well at all in Eurovision and now they're really leveling up their game every year and especially in this new decade in the 20s they've always been doing really well yeah and Syl- sylvester belt um quite popular and of course we're still waiting waiting for the song from the roop that'll be out this week on wednesday might be out already when when this episode is out so yeah at least people are talking about it there's interest there there's 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 hope there's some there's some hope they'll qualify again this year yeah I think that's it. All right, and now I would say let's hear it from the current favorites to win Melody Grand Prix 2024, the wonderful Gorte with Ulverham. Let's hear it from Jorn and Gunhild. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, first of all, for joining us. Um, how is the overall feeling now? You made it to the final and uh, your song is doing pretty well with the bookmakers. You're the current favorite to win. Uh, how do you feel about everything? It feels great. Great, fantastic. We are very excited um, and maybe a bit nervous also, of course. Um, but most of all, we're very, very excited and looking forward to uh, to um, Saturday when we're gonna um, perform in the Norwegian final. Yeah. And we think it's pretty sick that we're uh, in the top of the bookmakers uh, uh, list. <laughs> we don't, uh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I don't know actually how that works, but uh, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> how just... do they rate that actually? Yeah, people just put a lot of money on you to win. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're betting on us. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it works okay yeah yeah well um is this something you know uh you're of course big names in norway and i think you've been in the business the longest of the finalists and uh is this something you know you expect already do you already expect a victory or is it you know gonna be are you will you let yourself be surprised on saturday you know when we joined this uh, mgp thing we didn't uh, think that we were gonna be that as popular as we are now and uh, nothing is for granted we uh, really appreciate everything about it and uh, I don't know it's like uh, the other uh, artists and bands are amazing too so we didn't take anything for granted so that's uh, we and Kano is like the two biggest favorites it's just amazing we're just so happy that we could uh, have this very, very good collaboration with the NRK, uh, the television um, who runs the, the show in Norway. And they have really, I, I think that they have really um, captured what Gota is. And we feel that we haven't done any compromise for uh, who, uh, who we are and how we want to... Um, be looked at and um so and, and our musical and, and, and um, artistic uh, identity so um in one way i think we have won uh, a lot already just uh, have the, this having this chance to to do this spectacular show with our song and in three minutes we have um i think they have managed to to do, do Gota uh, 
and that's quite um that that could be a knot it could be like it's it it wasn't um for sure that that would be easy yeah i i read somewhere that you you guys invited them to one of your shows before like way back when in the planning stages so they could kind of get a feel of what a goal to show looked like so how how did nrk do it making you guys feel at home on stage yeah, it was like uh, we played the Rockefeller in October last year. So we invited the whole crew uh, because we really needed to capture our energy that NRK understood what we are. And uh, I'm so glad we did that because they're like, okay, we get it. Let's uh, compromise this in three minutes, the whole show in 90 minutes, right? So uh, they really got us like uh, we need the, like, uh, the smoke on the stage, some mysterious uh, vibes and... Um, some trees and uh, artistic lights and you know our world uh, that we brings on the stage so we're really glad that uh, they could uh, come to the concert uh, really helped us uh, that uh, they understood our show and uh, our mission so fans yeah. are getting a real true uh, i guess go to concert in those three minutes even though you're in nrk studios <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, that was the plan, and I think they managed to to do that. Hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I think uh, the biggest news now, of course, is um, with you guys is the the song lyrics have to change. So yeah. how how were you guys alerted to that? Did did Stieg come in and talk to you, or or did you get an email or a phone call, or like how did how did all that happen? And then how did you react to the news? Um. Well. Um. First of all, I think I have to say that it's um, we don't think it's a very huge problem. Um, it's not like we're gonna change a lot. It's we, we're gonna keep the story and the um, how do I say it? Uh, the language, um, the old language, uh, old Norwegian language in it. Um, and uh, originally, it's it is taken out of an old uh, Norwegian medieval ballad, and in these ballads, uh, it's a lot of verses. So the story is quite, quite originally very a long story, and when we had to um, cut down our song to three minutes because that's the limit in in Eurovision. Yeah. We already had to um, cut the story very much, and I kind of felt that we lost something in that. But I was like, okay, but that's we had to compromise that, and yeah, you win some and you lose some. But when this happened, and we also um, and understood that uh, we had that this could be in conflict with the rules, that uh, although the the lyrics are like it's free for use to everyone. It's like no no known um, uh, author, author on it, so everyone can use it. But uh, when this uh, came up, now we have actually uh, got new lyrics with the um, uh, same story and the same feeling. But we have like I think the story now comes um better and more um clear clearly clearly <laughs> um yeah. out there yeah so um yeah hey, we didn't see it no <laughs> yeah we didn't see that as a big problem and uh, nrk was really uh, helpful like it wasn't like uh 
without hate and okay now <laughs> to, to put and it that like <laughs> it's a good cooperation and um yeah it's and uh, they did not it say that you have to but they uh, advised us to do it because it could be maybe a, a problem later and mm. um, okay so then we did and i don't think that we lost something in that i just think it yeah. gave, gave something no it is sure it's, it's I'm not sure if it's uh, exactly the same, but I think Goway, which I'm from Ukraine, they did the same thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 I just yeah. imagine, I guess it chalks up to your, your professionalism and being in the business as long as you have. I can imagine maybe some other contestants get that news, you know, about a week before the final. They'd probably yeah. freak out and panic and, oh, my God, you know, you've got new lyrics to memorize and everything. But uh, no, you guys seem really almost fine with it. Like, eh, no big deal. <laughs> Yeah, you just have to focus on uh, solutions and not like yeah, be yeah. angry about it or something. So uh, yeah, we just uh, started chatting uh, actually about the lyrics and uh, on the phones and uh, go to the Gunnel and Magnus. Uh, we go to the studio and work. So it's just uh, with uh, the right focus. Yeah, uh, it turns out good. So yeah, yeah. That's good. It means you had a ground material to work with. You didn't have to start completely from scratch and no, write. No, no. <laughs> that would have been very that stressful. Be very... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I have to say, Gunnel is uh, handling this uh, really well. Because if I was the lead singer, I think I would be a lot more stressed about it. <laughs> <laughs> so kudos to Gunnel. Well, I don't. I. I, I actually. I. I don't. Um... I can't do the lyrics without looking at the paper yet, but hmm. I'm planning to to nail it today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so do you think um, people like myself, uh, who's Norwegian maybe isn't the best, uh, so you're, most of your international fans, maybe Eurovision fans, do you think they'll even notice a difference? Will they hear a difference? Mm, no. No. Maybe not, yeah. Or, like, if you... <laughs> Maybe if you really, really try to listen, and uh, but I don't. I, I think this the um, uh, intention, uh, um, intention, intention in me and what I'm singing. It's about the same, and the words they look, they look. It uh, they are not like very. Um, they're very similar to to. But it's just yeah. <laughs> it just rocked about. It rocked around. Yeah, you can uh, listen to Yeah. I think you have to be really good in Norwegian or uh, just uh, like really listen to the sound of uh, the words to get the difference. But we also use some of the same words, just different places and stuff. So, yeah. I yeah. can like, I can now just, just sing a little bit of the beginning if you want it. I couldn't be. Yes. <laughs> because the first line originally was... Um, now I've forgotten the original. <laughs> that was that was how it was. And now it was nowadays. Yeah? Did you notice? <laughs> Little bit. Yeah. So yeah, and I don't think anybody's going to be uh, watching, you know, with the lyrics on Saturday. They're going to be watching the performance, so <laughs> no one, no one's going to notice the difference. No, no. I don't think so. 
Wow, that was amazing. Um, will we get, uh, do you think, a new studio version? Uh, or is that maybe a problem for for after and uh, uh, MGP? Well, I think we have to... to do that before the final. <laughs> that, yeah. that's the, we don't have time for that. But after the final, yes. <clears throat> Very good. I don't know. I don't know the time limit, but uh, maybe one or two weeks after the final, we have to record the new version. Yeah. Something well, like I that. mean, if you go to Eurovision, that's also no pressure. There are still many countries who reveal their songs much later, so you have no time rush with that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was the heat like? How did you feel during uh, your first uh, live performance, the semi-final, and when you got through? How was the whole atmosphere in the studio? It was. Uh really amazing and much much more adrenaline than i thought because it was yeah like i said we didn't take it for granted at all so we're really happy about it because uh yeah uh, it was the norwegian we... people that voted for us so that was uh really and cool. we feel that it's like not that we have something that we're like very always um um curious about like are, are people gonna like this or not because it's like um you haven't heard this before what is very um something special and you like it or you you don't and very often we we um um we notice that people we, um they they say they come to our concerts and they um they often say that i have never um, understood you before I don't thought it was my, my kind of music or my kind of taste but my um, my someone they, they they asked me to come and I said okay I'm gonna try it and now I'm like wow this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's something with what is that it's something you have to or you don't have to just listen to it you have to see it because it's like a whole package in a way. Um, we are very visual also, also, um, um, and that's the great thing about the Eurovision uh, that you have the opportunity to also show uh, it in a visual way. It's like not just with the sound, and that suits us very well. I think, yeah. Yeah, I, I did the check on our YouTube video. Uh, some of the comments there. It's like a thousand comments. It's crazy. Uh, and uh, several uh, people say that, that uh, they didn't like the songs very well on Spotify, but when they saw the show, they're like, yeah, wow. So, yeah, I'll, I'll confess that that was, that was me. <laughs> no, I, 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 didn't, I didn't leave a comment. <laughs> Yeah, no, but... but I remember telling Se Sebi here when when the songs came out. I said, "What?" I just I was confused. I was like, "What is this?" Yeah. You know, between yeah, the language and the style. Like I'd never heard anything yeah. like that before. No, no. And I was thinking, "What is this going to look like?" And then, like we were saying for three minutes, like you can't take your eyes off the screen. It's just so incredible to watch. So I'm not yeah. surprised there's all this um, people, all those people talking and all this interest and people betting on you because it's it's incredible what you've done. No, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we are definitely not like this. Um, but you, you, uh, the, you, we don't have the hook, and we don't have like we're not any hit makers. We have never been that. But well, maybe it's time for like for music not being that um, immediately hook hits. I don't and know. Catch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not, catch it, maybe yeah. 
people are ready for something else now, maybe that would be <laughs> nice for us. Yeah, and for us, it like uh, got has always been a, a quite a demanding genre. It's uh, not an easy, likable band. So that's always funny because it's uh, really nice to hear all the people that really likes it. But it's also and always been uh, like people that really hates the music because it's so uh, tiring and uh, noisy and you know, it's not like uh, you just put on put on uh, the music in the background to take a glass no. of wine you know it's uh <laughs> you have to and understand it's very hard to and it's very hard to sing along so yeah. <laughs> we have the chorus we don't have the chorus that like everyone can sing along now uh, at all <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you could try yeah yeah <laughs> that's what i mean the lyrics don't matter really you can sing along to it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the chorus <laughs> well i think you've you've kind of answered our, our next question i mean you we were saying you know you've been doing this now for so long uh i think since the late 90s you've you've been together so why why mgpen now why why wait this this long into your career because i mean uh, melody grand prix has been around for over 60 years so why choose this year um that's a good question we had to grow up <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, like uh, if we if we had been for mgp like uh, five years ago i think we uh, I'm not gonna say yes to that because uh, I know I don't know things uh, changing and uh, uh, got us. I was been like an alternative folk rock band and uh, mm -hmm. didn't feel we like it. Uh, it didn't uh, we have uh, ever talked about it before because it's not natural. But uh, now it's the right time. I don't know why. It's uh, it's several mm -hmm. things. It's like MGP is more open for genres and uh, bands and. Um, uh we thought it would would be really cool to represent norway in the folklore and uh, bring up the norwegian folk tradition now and, I think and that time's changing so yeah. yeah and i think that we have felt although it's like not a very sing-along song but i i think that we felt that we had had uh, the song and and that we had the song that could uh, represent us all our music it, one song in a way <laughs> and um yeah and of course it's a huge platform to reach out and i i i laughed when i said that we had to grow up but um in a one in one way i think that's also the answer because now maybe we have come to a place that we're like okay we have done our concert we're like we, we're trying to to make this work and also make uh, living out of it and Norway is a very small country and it's like if, although everyone knows what Gota is and we have like huge concerts in Norway in in a uh, Norwegian size <laughs> but um it's not like we yeah it could be it would be very very nice to expand and to do concerts also uh, outside norway uh, in a, in a like um bits of a size that's yeah not more than 30 people <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
things if there could be like 500 maybe thousand people coming to our concerts in germany and italy and yeah that would be amazing and we really really feel that we have something that people could enjoy and like and like that they would like to see so yeah yeah, I think you're going to have to go on tour across Europe after this. No matter what happens, because you've you've got all these new fans now. I don't I don't know if you realize all the stuff on the Eurovision forums and on social media. You've got fans everywhere now, even over I here in Canada. I don't dare to to read actually because I'm so afraid of like what I'm gonna. I don't want to keep be too much. Um, help me, you never Yeah, yeah. Uh, affected by. Yeah, I don't want to be affected, but also I know it's very positive, but I just, I have to be as much as I can. I have to be here and now, but mm. you know, and he's more, <laughs> he reads more. Yeah. He, he tells me that it's very. <laughs> yeah, I tell you that. That's because my wife is like the biggest Eurovision fan ever. So she's uh, on uh, follow live streams, podcast, MGP uh, live streams, and she tells me everything. And I like, okay, <laughs> that's cool. But uh, uh, yeah. So that's amazing because, uh, and because uh, me and Gunnel uh, runs Instagram and Facebook and stuff. So I read all the comments and check YouTube just to look out how it is out there. And uh, I'm uh, quite overwhelmed actually because I thought like uh, the prog rockers or the really rock interested people was the most uh, music nerds uh, in the world, but the yeah. Eurovision uh, fans are uh, much more nerds and they like ripping <laughs> yes. apart of the songs and that score is so good there and not so good in the world, yeah. you know? So that's really amazing because uh, people really cares about the music and not the glitter and glam all the time. It's like really music lovers so uh, we really appreciate it and it's a big compliment. people lovers people lovers. yeah yeah people lovers so uh <laughs> so i'm quite overwhelmed by it uh, so that's really really cool <laughs> just do you have a message or like some final words to our listeners and to all the eurovision fans out there mm. uh, we could say like uh, thank you very much for listening to uh, Got and the music, and thank you for the musical interest in uh, uh, the people in Eurovision. We really appreciate it. Yes, and that we really hope to see everyone listening to this podcast on our concerts around in Europe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know what's going to happen, but I hope it will happen, and I hope that we'll see you there. Yeah. We hope so. I'll be there for sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much, first of all, for joining us. We wish you the best of luck for Saturday. And, uh, thank you so much. Hopefully see you in Malmö as well. I think we're pretty confident with that. <laughs> uh, nice to hear. <laughs> we hope so. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Thank you so much to Gorte. Um, another highlight interview. I really have the feeling that maybe we have the Norwegian representatives here, right there. What do you think? Most likely, it's kind of manifesting destiny for them a bit, bringing Norwegian back to the contest after so many years. Uh, they've, mm. they, they, I feel like they have the support of Norway. They've got the international support as well. I can't see this year with juries coming back to MGP. I can't see them not putting them 
quite high. Uh, they've got a good spot in the running order. Like everything just seems to be kind of pushing them towards Mount Moon, let's say. Yeah, and that's another thing you mentioned. I really just hope that they go through for the sake of, you know, having Norwegian back because, you know, Finland did it last year with Garia and it's been such a long time and now Norway hopefully is doing it and I hope it will motivate the other Nordic countries as well because they've really been, you know, holding back on the native language songs. Looking at Sweden. <laughs> and yeah, I think it might take another miracle for Sweden to send a Swedish song, but if Norway does it, that's a very good step in the right direction. Yeah, and speaking of steps in the right direction, uh, Malmö is getting closer. We're under 100 days now to the first semi-final on May the 7th. And it's going to be a big week. We thought we just listed off a ton of news from last weekend. Well, this weekend, we've got more semifinals. Well, this week, even, because Benidorm Fest kicks off on Tuesday. We've got uh, two semifinals, Tuesday, Thursday, the grand final there on Saturday in Benidorm. Malta will pick its uh, act on Saturday as well. The final of NGA, obviously. Vidbeer is on Saturday, so there's four songs right there. Uh, Lithuania mm. has a heat, heat four or five. Supernova has a semifinal in Latvia. And of course, the big news, I guess, is Melfest starts on Saturday as well. So I'm just counting. I'm yes. going to need one, two, three, four, five, six screens. So I've got to pull out some laptops from the basement or something, get them out of storage because there's six yeah. shows at the same time. At least Vidbeer is earlier, so that one can end and you can yeah. watch the others. But then next week, Sun Remo starts. So. I, you won't be able to find me. I'm just going to be parked in front of the TV every day. At least it starts at 4.30 here. It's a decent start in the afternoon. I can watch it and go to bed at a decent hour. But I don't know it how It still people... ends at 2 a.m. for you. Yeah, I know. I don't know how people in Italy stay up and watch it through the home because it just goes on and on and on. But uh, I'm a little bit excited. But we'll talk. We'll do a San Remo episode uh, when we get there. Yeah, or not. <laughs> Who or, knows? Or yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned. We have a lot more interviews coming up and a lot more bridges to build. Check out our website, buildingbridgespod.com. And we're Building Bridges Pod everywhere on social media. So feel free to follow us there. Except on Twitter, because that name was too long. So we have a different uh-huh. Twitter name. But yeah, you'll find so it. So what is our Twitter Our Twitter name is BB Eurovision Pod, I want to say. Okay. I'm going to check brand new follow us on twitter as well or (laughs) x as they call it thank you so much and bye bye cheers